family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. Welcome back. And today I'm talking to Jeannie Cisco meth who is a friend as well as a fellow coach. She is a professional speaker, mentor, and two-time best-selling author. Jeannie, welcome. Thank you, Emily. It's so good to be back. I appreciate it. Yes, we had a, an interview oh, a couple years ago. It was a while back. And I have always loved this concept of bullyproofing. You and I were both teachers. We saw what went on. Tell us your story. What led you down this path? Well, it was so I was a high school teacher for 17 years, and I worked at an alternative high, which meant I dealt with kids who were in gangs and, you know, they just didn't make very good decisions. And I remember. One day I was standing at the door of my classroom because I would greet the kids as they would come in and, you know, we would talk, see how things were going. And uh, one of the students was walking in, we'll call him Tim. Tim was walking in and another student said something, you know, kind of derogatory. It didn't seem that bad to me, but Tim was just kind of devastated from it. He came in, he was so upset and so angry, so hurt. I was like, wow. So I sat down with him for a little bit and I talked with him and and I'm like, wow, you know, hey, what's going on, bud? And, And so that was in my mind. And then later that day, another student was walking down the hall, coming to class. We'll call him Sean. And, um, a student said something to him that I thought was horrendous. You know, I thought it was just absolutely horrible and he wasn't even phased by it. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, what, what's going on? I saw that guy's just an idiot. And that started an idea in my mind. And I started thinking, what's the difference? Because I taught health, you know, so we talked about self-esteem. We talked about decision-making. We talked about goal setting and in my health class. And, And I looked at that and I went, what's the difference? And so I started doing tons of research, reading tons of book, taking, taking classes, And I realized that personal value is the foundation upon which so much else is built. But the second part is perspective. Sean had the perspective of that kid was just an idiot, right? Whereas Tim had the perspective that that student meant more to him than, you know, he allowed that student kind of to define who he was. So I started uh, developing a class at that time that has now, years later, become the bullyproofing you, improving confidence and personal value from the inside out. And I've had the privilege of traveling all over the world and sharing it with people. And I just, I just love that because it starts with belief in self. It starts with confidence and personal value and not allowing others to define who you are. You decide who you are. And then you act accordingly. That's true. And I love it. And how empowering that is when you don't let other people define you. Yeah, I decide, right? I decide. Um, I'll do an exercise a lot in my events where we put labels on. And it's labels that other people put on me. One of the labels that 
was attached to me for a long time was stupid. In elementary school, they told me I was too stupid. I would never make it. I had so many learning disabilities. It was a struggle. School was such a struggle for me. And so I carried that label. I allowed them to put it on me, first of all. And then second of all, I carried that label. And when I developed my program in school that I was talking about, people started telling me, you need to reach more people. This program saves lives. You need to write a book. You need to, you know, share it with more people. And so I'm like, okay, I'll write a book. And I sat down at my computer and those voices, you're too stupid. You'll never make it. It's not, you know, would just hound me. And finally, one day I was like, stop, just stop. And I started thinking and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. If I was the only person who didn't know how to spell, they wouldn't have invented spell check. And that was a huge realization for me because then I wasn't alone right? I'm not the only one. <laughs> and so I realized, hey, they have spell check. I'm going to do the best I can. And then I'll get an editor. And by the grace of God, that first book became a bestseller. And it has helped thousands of people all around the world. And I feel so blessed. And I remember sitting down going, okay, if I can help just one person, if I can save one life, you know, hopefully more, but if I can save one life, this pain, this struggle, this difficulty is worth it. And luckily we've been able, we've been very blessed to be able to save more than that. And um, thank goodness I learned how to build my courage muscle, right? (laughs) Yes, we all need to do that. Now tell us about your books. I know I've read, I read the first one, but tell us about, tell us the title. How can people get a copy? Okay. So it's called Bully Proofing You, Improving Confidence and Personal Value from the Inside Out. And you can go to bullyproofingyoubook.com. And there's a whole home study course there. There's videos that nobody else has access to, only you. Um, There's one for parents. There's one for teens. There's a video for each chapter of the book. There's a workbook because I really want people to be bullyproof. You know, you start that program insecure, unsure, you know, low self-esteem or low confidence. And by the end of that course, you're going to know how to build your courage muscle. You're going to know how to build your confidence, how to make decisions that impact you for the better and impact your family, maybe your friends, your brother, your sister, mom or dad. And so by the end of that, you absolutely will be bullyproof. And we tend to think of bullying as something that's limited to schools, but it isn't. It happens in the workplace. Teenagers aren't the only ones who feel insecure. What a loss to be 45 years old and still allowing other people to define you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where my third book is coming from. And the working title is called Taming the Bully Between Your Ears, because so often the, the people outside of us impact us so profoundly because we're already saying it to ourselves. You know, I've met people all over the world that will say things to themselves that they would never think a dream. They would never dream of saying to someone else. Yeah. You know, if your friend came to you and was saying horrible things to themselves, you wouldn't agree with them. You would stop. You would say, no, stop that. No, no, no. And you would help them rephrase. But yet we'll sit at our desk or we'll sit, you know, in our car or whatever it is in our cubicle, in our office and say horrible things to ourselves. Yep. And it's time to stop that. I agree. Now you mentioned a first book 
And a third book. Now, my second book is called The Change. Well, it's part of an anthology. So after my first book became a bestseller, I got a phone call from Jim Britt, who helped launch Chicken Soup for the Soul. And and he says, hey, we're launching a new book series. Would you like to be an author in it? I was like, absolutely. Sign me up. You know, and so that's my second book. Wonderful. So in addition to your books, and it sounds like you have an entire online course that goes with the book, Mm -hmm. you offer individual coaching as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm a mentor and I also have a group coaching program. And it's really about, you know, so the, the type of people that come to me are people that are finding themselves discouraged or disgruntled or unsure of what they're doing. They, they feel called to a bigger purpose or they want to reach more people, but they're a little bit afraid or they find themselves holding back because of what will someone else think or what will my husband think? What will my spouse think? You know, and so that those people come to me and I help them learn how to tame that bully so that they can move forward into the life that they truly want to live. Now, how does this, you know, this is in support of families, but it's not only about parents helping their child through those very tender teenage years where they're so susceptible, so vulnerable. But I think even within the family, I think parents need to be careful about the things they're saying to their children. Children are very literal. You may think that you're joking and people know you don't mean it, but they will take you at their word and nonverbal cues. So how can a family implement these concepts? Beautiful. So I know that hurt people hurt people. And I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my family. You know, just just the other day, um, I was really struggling. I, too, have to tame my bully. That's why I teach this, because I have a bully. And the other day, I had gotten a really uh, very stressful, we'll say, phone call. And I was really stressed. And I was, you know, and then um, my daughter said something, and I wanted to just lash out. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on. And so I said, hang on, hon, I need a minute. And I had to take a moment and take care of my pain so that I didn't lash out and cause her pain. And then she lashes out and causes her brother pain. And then he lashes out, right? And it's just this horrible cycle. And so as a family member, as a mother, as a leader in my family, I have got to manage my pain. And I talk about a right and burn because I love to burn things. (laughs) And so I'll grab a piece of paper and I'll write, I'm frustrated or I'm hurt or I'm embarrassed or I'm angry. And I just write all that junk down, that icky stuff that's going on inside my head. You know, you're stupid. You're an idiot. You made a mistake here. You screwed up there. So-and-so said such and such, you know, and I just write it down. And sometimes I'm so emotional and I'm so upset that it you can't even read it. I just scribble on the paper and I just dump on that paper. And then once I get that all out and I can kind of feel it, you know, sometimes it's a page, sometimes it's 10 pages, (laughs) but I get that all out. And then it's just, I can feel it. It's like this cleansing. Oh, wow. That feels so much better. And then I take that paper and I go out on my back porch and I burn it and I get rid of it. And I watch the smoke go up and I imagine the Lord taking it and just saying, it's okay. I'm here. I'm here for you. 
and let's get rid of this and let's heal this. Because just as much that I know hurt people hurt people, healed people heal people. Mm -hmm. So if I can take that moment to heal my pain, then first of all, I don't pass it on to anybody else. But then when my daughter comes to me and says, mom, so-and-so said, or so-and-so did, then I can say, okay, let's look at this. Let's process this. And then it doesn't continue to pass and escalate because when emotions are high, intelligence is low and I don't make good decisions. So if I can pull that emotion off, I can then make good decisions. Because good decisions can snowball just like bad decisions can snowball. But I don't want bad decisions to snowball. I want good decisions to snowball. So I pull that emotion off so I can think clearly and I can plan and process properly. I loved what you said about getting it out. You're giving it. And you know when you're done, you keep writing until you can feel it's all out. Yeah. And then you burn it. Yeah. Now, some people, when I first start this process with some people, they're afraid that if they get started, they'll never stop. (laughs) And so what I recommend in those situations, set a timer, you know, set a timer on your phone, set a timer on the, you know, stove, whatever, but set a timer and start with say 15 minutes or maybe 10 minutes and just say for 10 minutes, I'm just going to write because when you're first starting, you've got a lot that you've just packed in, you've just smashed it in, packed it in, packed it in, packed it in, pushed it down. You know, don't feel that, ignore that. Don't pay attention to that. And we just have all of this stuff. And so sometimes when it starts coming out, it can be a little bit scary. And so don't be afraid of that. You've learned how to push it down for years. And so don't be afraid of it coming out and not be able to stop it. You're totally okay. You've stopped it before. You can stop it again. And so allow yourself for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is to just write. And then do that every day for a few weeks. Then you'll be caught up. Then you can do it once a day, you know, for a little bit, and then you're good to go. That's, that really makes a lot of sense. I, I'm thinking of that poem, uh, Tam O'Shanti. I think it was written by Robert Burns, but there's one line in it describing a woman as nursing her wrath to keep it warm. Mm. And sometimes I think we keep, we hold on to it mm-hmm. rather than doing what you recommend, get it out, get it on paper, get the emotion down so the intelligence goes up. And you'll be a better parent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm, I have a, a person that lives in my neighborhood that I was interacting with the other day. And he mentioned to me that I like my anger. It helps. It fuels my fire. And I said, okay, but I bet (laughs) there's a better way right? Some people are in the habit of being angry, or some people are in the habit of being depressed or being upset. And I can hear people say, no, I'm not. Maybe you are. (laughs) Take a moment and start writing all the things that you're grateful for. If it feels awkward, you're in the habit of being grumpy. If it's difficult to do, you're in the habit of being angry. And so if you want to prove me wrong, if you want to say, no, Jeannie, emotions aren't a habit. Awesome. Prove me wrong. Grab a piece of paper and start writing all the things you're grateful for. And if they flow easily, you're right. You're not in the habit of grumpy. But if they don't flow, 
I highly recommend you do the write and burn, and then you do the write and keep. The write and keep is the gratitude. I'm so thankful that. I'm so grateful for. I'm so blessed because. Write it out, and you will see your life start to change. You'll have more energy. You'll have more connectedness in your relationships. You will probably even get a raise at work. I've seen that many times with my clients. I'm like, if you want to earn more money, you need to bring more energy because everything is energy. And if I'm angry and depressed, yeah, there's a certain amount of energy there, but happy, satisfied, excited, healed, those are much higher vibrations, which means I bring more energy which means people want me around and I can be compensated more. Well, in this, some of these emotions, anger, depression, they drain us. They take mm-hmm. energy. And, and I have heard that about some people become addicted to anger because they feel that adrenaline rush. They feel like the Incredible Hulk. But it yeah. isn't, it, it's not long lasting mm-hmm. and it doesn't, strengthen relationships. If anything, it pushes people away. Right. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be around somebody who is grumpy and hurt all the time. Yep. You know, at first you may get some attention because people want to help you. They want to support you, but that shifts quickly and people get tired of it Mm -hmm. and they get tired of you lashing out at them. They, They get tired of being blamed for things. And so I, I recommend a shift just try it. I mean, you can always go back to being grumpy. You can always go back to being angry, but try something new. You know, your, your comfort zone can become your containment zone. Oh, yes. And what you need to do is stretch it to see what else is out there. Drive a different way to work, meet somebody new, talk to somebody in the checkout line, you know, introduce yourself. Do something different than what you've done before and see how your life changes. Good advice. I love it. So Jeannie, how, what's the best way for people to contact you? Are they, you, you said your website. Yeah. Bullyproofingyoubook.com. And um, you can get the whole home study course there. You can also reach out to me, Jeannie at JeannieSiskelMeth.com. There's no hyphen in my email and it is spelled just like computers and drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm the only Cisco meth on the internet. I'm really easy to find. Um, Just reach out to me and say, hey, I heard you on MLU's podcast. I'd love to connect. And as a special thanks to you and your listeners, I'd love to give them a 60-minute consultation. And so let's get together. Let's see how we can help you, you know, shift and redirect. And how can we uplift you? How can we bullyproof you so that you can live the life that you've always wanted to instead of just dragging through your days? Let's thrive instead of just survive. And and that's a generous offer, Jeannie. Thank you for making it. I've been coaching with Jeannie and I know she is on point. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Jeannie, thank you so much. Absolutely. I've loved being here, Emily. Thank you. It's great to see you again. And you have a great day. I will. You too. Everyone wants a peaceful, loving family. Parents want to enjoy harmony and unity in their homes. However, some parents struggle because they didn't grow up in a peaceful home and they simply don't know how to create it for their family. Helping families not only heal, but thrive is my expertise. 
I've been happily married for 48 years. We have seven grown successful children. I'm an author and a global mentor for families. As a parenting and family strengthening expert, I'm dedicated to helping you create the family of your dreams. My proven program is called Healing Families. It's designed to give you the information and the support you need to become the best version of yourself so you can become an even better parent. I would love to talk with you about your family and discuss your specific concerns. I absolutely know that you can have a peaceful, loving family, and I can help you achieve that wonderful goal and even enjoy dinner time again. I will give you all the tools you need to release old baggage, increase confidence, use your emotions more effectively, and interact with your children in positive ways. This is your opportunity to replace family patterns like yelling and quarreling with the peaceful atmosphere you desire. I invite you to schedule a call with me now by going to my website, healingyourfamilies.com. And when you do, you'll receive a copy of my family strengthening ebook, Power Parents. I look forward to talking with you and finding solutions for your family. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week. And thanks for listening.